Greetings, all. Uh, I'm Becca Yoder, and I'm representing PAX Club um, and the, also the Wall Project. And following the events of last week, I wanted to make a quick announcement about the upcoming talkback sessions that we'll be having Tuesday, tomorrow, and also Wednesday. Um, one will be on Tuesday at 7 p.m. and then Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. in WISE 319. Uh, so we invite all to participate and intentionally come to share your views and opinions on the wall project. Um, so whether you think it was a beneficial inconvenience or a destructive action, uh, a good intention but with little effect, or if you want to see it come again in the future years, or in general if you're just like, what? Who does that? Then you can still come and try to say something about what you think about it, um, but also let us know uh, so we can hear from the greater student body. That would be great. It's tomorrow, 7 p.m., and then Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Welcome to Sustainability News at GC. I'm Daniel Penner, your anchor for this exciting newscast. Today we'll hear about a few of the ways that Goshen College is striving to become more environmentally sustainable, um, engage the campus in ecological stewardship, and introduce a new academic opportunity for study called the Sustainability Semester. As many of you may know, President, President Brenneman was one of the first to sign the American College and University President Climate Commitment in 2007, pledging that Goshen College would work towards zero impact on climate. Our very own Campus Sustainability Coordinator, Glenn Gilbert, is helping to attain that goal. Here is Glenn to give us an update on what he's been up to lately. Glenn? Thank you, Daniel. It's great to celebrate this morning the various ways that we, the Goshen College community, have found ways to live more sustainably and reduce our environmental impact. Whether it is through less driving and more biking, eating locally grown food or composting, cleaning up the Elkhart River, or adjusting thermostats and turning off unnecessary lighting. It all moves us closer to our goal and more sympathetic to the serious plight of our planet. In fact, there are so many different ways that we daily work at ecological stewardship at Goshen College, we need to spend a few minutes to stop and take notice. That's our goal this morning. Behind the scenes, our systems department in the physical plant continues to find new strategies to reduce our energy consumption. This slide shows what has happened to our energy usage over the last 20 years. As buildings have increased, our energy consumption has dropped. Our 12-month averages are now back today, back to 1993 levels, and they're likely to continue to drop. To put this in perspective, back in 1993, we didn't have the Rec Fitness Center, we didn't have the Music Center, the Connector, apartments, air conditioning in the residence halls, or for that matter, the internet, with its hundreds of computers on campus. Our electrical consumption has dropped over 30% in just the last five years. Natural gas consumption is also encouraging. Today, we are using about 25% less gas than we were back in 1990. 
But while utilities, gas and electricity, make up about 80% of our carbon footprint, living sustainably involves so much more than limiting energy consumption. It involves lifestyle choices, education, and cultivating an imagination for how things might be. That is why President Brenneman created the Ecological Stewardship Committee shortly after he signed the Presidential Climate Commitment in order to guide and coordinate our community efforts in sustainability. The committee is made up of administrators, faculty, and students, and we receive, encourage, and help enable a number of initiatives. A couple of years ago, several students proposed to restore about one acre of land south of Newcomer Center to prairie grass. This plan was combined with some structural changes to retain stormwater on site, and the project unfolded with the help of Ryan Sesnig and students from his environmental science class. This spring, as most of you are aware, this idea will expand to become a major native landscaping project. What started out as a seven acre project has now grown to involve about 12 acres or almost 20% of our mowed lawn areas. I've been working with a group of about four students along with others to finalize the plans for this uh, uh, major project and beginning around the 1st of May, the planting will begin. Another project that is happening as a result of a suggestion made by students is in our residence halls. The question was, how can students be more energy efficient in their dorm rooms? It's hard to know when a room is being heated or air conditioning and consequently, it's difficult to know when it's appropriate to open a window and how to adjust one's thermostat. This red, white, and blue device that some of you may have noticed in your residence halls recently is not an attempt to promote nationalism. It will be a tool to help you all, as you live in the residence hall, maintain comfort in your rooms more efficiently. You'll be receiving more information on how this device is going to help you through your RDs and RAs in the next few weeks as we get into the uh, season change between heating and cooling. Goshen College is a member of ASHE, which is the Association for Advancement and Sustainability in Higher Education. This organization exists to enable colleges and universities everywhere to promote sustainability. In 2009, ASHE's created the STARS program, Sustainability, Sustainability Tracking Assessment and Rating System. Goshen College has signed up for, to be one of the charter members back in 2009, and this January we completed our first evaluation. We were one of the first 34 colleges and universities in the country to do so. We have recently signed, agreed to participate again this next year and will use this tool to systematically strive toward becoming better stewards of our environment. Ecological stewardship is not just an optional add-on for those that are interested. Global transformation must happen and Goshen College is an excellent place to engage in this important work. To learn more about what is happening here, check out the Go Green website located on the Goshen College webpage. It's located in the lower right-hand corner under the online resources. If you click on Go Green, you'll be brought to our uh, webpage with lots of information about what we're doing on our campus. And now back to you, Daniel. Did you know that organic chemistry students at Goshen College are making biodiesel fuel? They receive all the vegetable oil used by AVI Fresh and the Leaf Raker and end up for, with fuel for the campus emergency generator and some of the equipment used by the grounds department of the physical plant. 
Students proposed this project in 2007 and designed and built the manufacturing plant three years ago in the spring semester of 2008, which is still hard at work in the square brick heating building behind Humble Center. Here's a look at the biodiesel project. live tours of their plant after convocation today until 11 a.m. Check it out by entering the west door of the heating plant directly behind the Humble Center. Another student initiative across campus in the apartments involves slime of a different kind, worms and vermiculture. Uh, and once again, that's David Jost, Peter Miller, Tamara Schantz, and myself who are heading that up in the apartments. If any of you want to take a look at the vermiculture composting program but don't want to trek all the way across campus to the apartments, today's your lucky day um, because we actually brought one of our vermiculture composting tubs with us here to Convo. Um, right now it's hiding under a nice multicolored little blanket there because the worms don't like the sunlight. Uh, but if anybody wants to come down at the end of Convo and take a first-hand look, you're more than welcome. Uh, me or Tamara will be down here and we have plastic gloves, so don't be shy. And now for something completely related. Uh, Hannah Eberly and David Zweer recently represented Goshen College at a national composting convention. Who knew such things existed? Um, they traveled to San Diego. No, they did not travel to San Diego, but San Jose, uh, California, in January to tell the GC composting story. Today they'll give a brief summary of their presentation. David and Hannah. So I'm Hannah, I'm a sophomore nursing major. And I'm David, I'm a senior interdisciplinary major. Um, so, as Daniel said, near the end of January, David and I flew to San Jose, California to present at the US Composting Council. Um, so we were there representing this tiny Goshen College among all of these other industrial-sized composting systems. Um, who knew San Francisco actually composts all of their waste as a city, which is really quite impressive. Um, so we took part in a very um, a smaller conversation during our workshop with, and then have continued to network with some middle schools, elementary schools, and also Indian reservations. Um, these are conversations that David and I met people after our presentation um, and have continued to email them. So. That was just one piece of what we were doing um, besides also presenting Goshen Colleges. So we wanted to come back and give you guys a little bit of an update on what is going on um, a year after, a semester and a half after we started composting at Goshen College. Currently, the composting system that we work with um, composts the post-consumer waste, pre-consumer waste from the cafeteria, and then we also add mulch into that system there are seven volunteers specifically here at Goshen College that work with that. And then AVI Fresh does a lot of work with the pre-consumer waste and physical plant is also helping out in many ways, um, bringing just some extra needed labor. What allowed our project to 
progressed so quickly from being a pilot project to composting the pre-consumer and the post-consumer waste at the cafeteria really was the, it was the size of our campus. It was the accessibility to talk and get help from administration, to get help from physical plant, and to get AVI Fresh involved. Key people in the composting process thus far have been adjunct professor of biology, Lou Naylor, who is our resident composting expert and has given us his invaluable knowledge. Also, Glenn Gilbert, Goshen Sustainability Coordinator, who along with Lou helped design our composting system and who donates us his time. And finally, there's Bob Rombach, the director of AVI Fresh, who has been on board with us from the start. And without him and his support in getting the AVI staff to do the pre-consumer waste, um, half of what we're composting wouldn't be happening. Our composting box, as I said, was developed by uh, Lou Naylor and Glenn Gilbert. And it consists of a four by four by four foot box of treated plywood reinforced with uh, treated two by fours. It is insulated with two inches of styrofoam on the inside. And the styrofoam is essential because it helps us maintain um, temperatures of 45 to 60 Celsius year round. Um, we had a little bit of trouble with that this, this winter. It got pretty cold, but now we're back to temperatures. Um, the box is set on a pallet, and this um, makes it easy to transport with a forklift, and thus eliminates the need for us to move the compost, say, from the AVI all across campus to, to compost it. constructing this plywood box, um, we moved it to the college's dining hall, and so you're able to see in this picture where it sits um, next to a dumpster, which is filled with mulch. Um, as you probably know from dining in Westlawn, we borrowed AVI's bucket dish system, so we separated out our trash cans into a meat area to compost, two other, your fruit, grain, vegetables, etc., and then the paper waste. Um, so there are seven volunteers, one that comes each night of the week to grab out those, that food waste and then go dump that into the plywood box. That is then added with a two to one ratio, um, two parts mulch to one part of food waste. And AVI will come out throughout the day and bring their pre-consumer waste, so like the watermelon rinds they would use or onion skins, and they add that. Um, so we continue to layer that it takes about three weeks to get full, and then we move that box um, to the to um, a field out near campus beside the track. And so, um, once that is full, we let the box sit out there and decompose for about three weeks because the styrofoam is keeping it insulated um, and have a lot of microbial activity there. After those three weeks, we scoop out everything from the compost box and let it sit um, just in a pile to aerate for another three weeks. At that point, um, then we're able to use it on flower beds. We can use it in the campus garden or as well as in the herb garden around AVI. Um, so yeah, that's a nine-week system. And so in order to make sure that we can compost continuously throughout the year, we have three boxes that we can rotate around every three weeks for each part of the cycle.
questions to further develop our project. Um, we would like to continue to analyze the specific costs and benefits that our compost gives the college. Um, we would also like to quantify our pre-consumer waste, what ABI is adding. And um, finally, we continue to work with the challenges that seasonal things such as winter bring us. Um, like I said earlier, we stopped composting for, for the month of February and, and beginning of this month because of the, the cold. Didn't allow for the decomposition of the food and the mulch. But like I said, we're back on schedule with composting and this is something that we continue to work with and find solutions to. on with Goshen College's compost in our West Lawn Dining. These are the specific volunteers who are helping out each week and helping out in other facets. So, thank you. Thank you, Hannah and David. And now for our biggest news of the morning. Starting next fall, Goshen College will in offer an entire sustainability semester at our very own Mary Lee Environmental Learning Center. Here to tell us more about it is director of this new program, Lisa Zinn. Lisa has been part of the team at Mary Lee since 2003, working with the K through 12 education program. She also works as researcher in the MAPS bird banding program and supervises summer Maple Scholar undergrad researchers. Lisa, please come up and tell us more. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Lisa Zinn, and I work out at Mary Lee Environmental Learning Center, which means I, I actually work in one of those buildings, which is pretty amazing. Um, and I'm here to tell you about a very exciting new program, and that is our Sustainability Semester in Residence. It's a chance for students like yourselves to come and spend a fall semester living here at Mary Lee's Reith Village uh, and studying as a cohort, which is a, a group of students, and you'll earn 15 credits and get to stay at Mary Lee the entire time. So in a sense, it's a semester away, but the away is Mary Lee, and the focus is sustainability. So instead of just giving you all the boring details of that, all of which are on, on the website. If you go to Mary Lee's website, um, there's a link to this new sustainability semester. I'm going to give you the top 10 reasons you should do your fall semester at Mary Lee. Ooh, it says number one. That's supposed to be number 10. Number 10. Uh, we get by with a little help from our friends. Um, this program is interdisciplinary. We recognize that issues of sustainability are not just about science. They're about economics and social issues and faith and all of those things, uh, justice. And so I listed here the courses that you would be taking um, to earn your 15 credits. It's sustainability and regeneration, landscape limnology, which because the focus of the semester is going to revolve around water, faith ethics and eco-justice, environmental policy and politics, and environmental problem solving, which will be a group uh, project where you'll be working with other students and a local organization. Oh, these are all backwards. I don't know what happened to my numbering. Okay, yes. Uh, so, number two, I guess. Most of us don't learn until we try. So, instead of being a, 
a program where you just learn the academics of sustainability. We're going to get you outside, get you engaged with doing um, things, engaged with talking to community members who are facing issues of sustainability, who are working to try to change things, um, working with local farmers, local community members, local business owners, uh, and also doing things like testing water quality, et cetera. <clears throat> Number three, you can live and study in Indiana's first LEED Platinum Certified Building. You may not know what that means, but it does sound impressive. It is, uh, the Reith Village is not the only anymore, but it's one of just a handful of Platinum Certified Green Buildings uh, in Indiana. One of, I don't know, um, under 100 in the nation um, that are designed to be as sustainable as possible. And so you get to live there and think about how your life how the electricity you're using, how, um, you know, when you go and uh, turn on that light, you think about how that's affecting sustainability. You're going to work together as a community to try to lessen those impacts. And this is a fantastic place to do it. Number four, you can tell your mom you finally learned to cook and clean up after yourself. Um, it's going to be a community living situation. Uh, about six meals a week are going to be cooked communally, where you have the responsibility um, to cook for each other. And in that process, think about how the food that you're using can be um, done, uh, grown as sustainably as possible, how the cooking can be done as sustainably as possible, and you'll have to be making those decisions for yourself, as well as, of course, um, learning about living in, in community. Um, it'll be about 9 to 15 students uh, at a time there. You can develop muscular thighs and biceps without going to the gym. You're going to spend about seven days canoeing down the Elkhart River and also um, the St. Joe River, hopefully ending up at Lake Michigan. So um, that'll give your arms a good workout. Also, we're not going to allow cars. <clears throat> Students to have individual cars on campus, and we're going to have bikes available. And so local things are going to be done, hopefully, using bicycles. I can't wait to go to the local... Um, say, local farmer for a field trip and all show up on bicycles. I think it's going to be great. Number six, you can work on your tan while you learn. Yes, there will be things in a classroom, but we're going to get outside a lot. And you're going to be out um, investigating the local watershed, going to be um, looking at all the, the soils and all of those things that are involved. And so if you, want, if you like being outside, this will be a good semester for you. <clears throat> You can feed your soul with beauty, community, and fun. Um, there is a beautiful place. Mary Lee has 1,189 acres um, of very beautiful Indiana ecosystems. And we want this to be a holistic experience. So we're going to give you time to reflect, time to be outside, and, and understanding the value of being in a beautiful place and how that affects our learning and our thinking and our caring for the natural world. Number eight, learn while, you're in, uh, learn while working on real world issues. Um, we want to get involved in some of the local issues that are affecting our watersheds right here. Um, we're in the Elkhart River watershed, and there's lots of issues like combined sewer overflows and ditching. Here's um, a picture of a, a ditch. Indiana has more miles of ditches than any other state in the nation, um, and what kinds of issues that, that creates for us. 
Um, so it's a problem-based learning situation. You'll be working to try to solve problems and integrating all those disciplines that I already mentioned into your problem solving. You'll be working with regional groups to help protect the local watershed um, and helping to engage with them and help them in that process. And number nine, you can expand your recreational horizons beyond rug ball. Um, all kinds of opportunities that you might not get to have uh, while your normal semester at Goshen College. Campfires, canoeing, um, catching insects. We'll have a, often probably a musical jam session once in a while, so we encourage you to bring instruments, just getting out into the wetland and uh, mucking about as it is. Um, so there's lots of really fun opportunities that will be right out your doorstep when you live there. And number 10, you can help to change the world. So we're hoping that this will be a semester that not only gives you knowledge about sustainable problems and issues, but it also hopefully empowers you to understand the process of engaging those issues in a way that can actually affect change in the community where you live. Um, so that you don't just get overwhelmed by the problems, but you have tools to begin the process of working with those problems and hopefully addressing them. So it starts this fall. Um, please come. Like I said, the information is on the website. Contact me. I'd love to talk to any of you who are interested, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Thanks. Lots of excitement on the sustainability front, as you can see. How can you get involved? Here is Tori Yoder with EcoPax to tell us about some of the events that are coming up. Tori? Hi, I'm Tori Yoder, and I just have a couple events to remind you all about. First of all, on March 23rd, we will be having guest speaker Sage Phillips join us. And he is a, he's part of an organization called Christians for the Mountains that's located in West Virginia. And that organization works with communities that are affected by mountaintop removal mining, which is a really destructive method of mining. So come at, um, on, that, on that Wednesday and hear him talk about mountaintop removal in Appalachia. Later that week then, on the 26th, that's a Saturday, we'll be celebrating Earth Hour, which we've done the last couple of years as well, and it's a global event in which uh, people all around the world turn off their lights for an hour as a way to uh, bring awareness to the way that we are implicated in the energy crisis and to take a stand against climate change. And then lastly, um, Power Shift, which is taking place on April 15 to 18. So it's a weekend conference in Washington, D.C. I think there are about six or seven of us going so far, but we'd love to have more people coming. Um, so this is a conference that's focusing on clean energy and moving beyond coal. And so there will be a up to 10,000 young people gathering there, and they'll be networking and going to workshops, and they just announced that the keynote speaker is going to be Lisa Jackson, who's the EPA administrator. So if any of you are interested in coming to that, either contact Hannah Eberly or I, and we would love to have you come along. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Sustainability news at GC. You too can be part of the movement. Take the next step, turn down your thermostat. Instead of driving your car somewhere, ride your bike or maybe even walk. Compost your food scraps, 
consider spending the fall semester at Mary Lee. Join, join in the fun with EcoPacks later this month. And after combo today, come up for a close look at vermiculture, see what's under the rug. Um, and, and also, uh, you could check out the biodiesel project behind, in the heating plant behind Humble. Um, and come to the special chapels that we have on Wednesday and Friday with Christine and Tom Sign. They're both longtime advocates of caring for God's creation. And I leave you with a Native American proverb. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors, but we borrow it from our children. You're dismissed. <laughs>